football player. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an obstetrician. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a chef. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Bird Be Thinking, where we explore and unpack ideas on faith, health, and social justice. Today, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, hope and legacy. Um, with the year it's really difficult as this one, I think this discussion is very timely. Um, we all need hope and we all need to know what we're going to do next and where we're going to go from here. Um, but before we begin, I just want to lay down a few disclosures. I am not a professor, I'm not an economist, nor am I a government official. My word should not be taken as gospel. These are simply my thoughts and opinions. Ultimately, I want y'all to think for yourselves. Some days we'll have solutions to the problems we talk about, and other times we will not, and that's okay. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. I want to introduce a very special guest today. We have another podcaster here with us, a person who understands the struggle of podcasting, a person who um, is out to achieve her goals. Esther, how are you? How you doing? Hello. I'm so good. Good, good. It's good to hear that you're doing well. How how are things going with your podcast? Chu, would you like to introduce I'm- it? Yeah, I'll throw hey, in ahead. a plug we'll any put day. Put the plug in there. So, <laughs> I'm the creator of Never Broke Podcast, which is a podcast focused on financial literacy mm-hmm. and helping people live a life of abundance. Um, and that's the short version of it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. dope, man. And Your podcast oh, is really is really dope. Um, you've been dropping gems literally every week out here teaching people things that we ain't been taught ever in school. Um, so it's it's honestly it's been such a blessing throughout this quarantine to learn from you. Um, how's that been creating that? Where did the idea come from? So I bought the domain name Never Built a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and it literally took me a year to actually produce anything. So I yeah. knew I wanted to talk about finance. I knew I wanted to um, really delve into topics that like I can't. I love talking about money, like money conversations get me all excited and it's not like I don't know how to say it's not like I'm trying to um like it's not like oh I want to be rich like that's not what like the idea of money and how money works within our society has always been something that intrigues me so that's where the idea came from um in terms of producing content and just being consistent it's hard yeah it is fully (laughs) who are you telling yeah so mm -mm. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what I got myself into, but it's my baby. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. You've been killing it. You've been killing it every week, man. So I really suggest that you all check it out. The Never Broke podcast out on all your favorite streaming platforms. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. What it's on, it's on all of it. Apple, all of it. Spotify, all of that. Anchor, Google. They have all, of that. It's on all of that. Period. Yes. That. Okay. Give it a listen, man. Oh, man, it's really good to have you here. Um, I'm excited to talk about a very important piece um, when we think about like legacy and when we think about hope Um, in this world, we need money to do stuff. Right. And I think it's a very interesting time when 
a lot of people don't got money. We all out here struggling. We all broke the pandemic done, took a lot of jobs away, um, taking a lot of lives away. Um, and I think that finances is a big discussion in a lot of people's households. Um, and how are they going to move forward? So I'm not even sure how to begin this discussion, but, um, what are your thoughts on everything that's happened with the coronavirus and money management during this time? I think, I think this was the time that was needed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we kept going at the pace that we were going at, we would never realize the problems that lie, um, foundationally. Uh, so for, for, in terms of the pandemic, yes, it's been a terrible, um, but I've, I've gone through it. I've gone through it. Like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But I'm, I think yeah. I'm on the other side and realizing the blessing of stillness and being able to really analyze and understand where we at, where we're currently at and where we want to go, because sometimes things look good, but <clears throat> they really rotten on the inside. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of your second question about money management, I think a lot of people realize that they don't have it. And that's yeah. what like it, 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 it's this whole facade of like, oh, we balling, blah, blah, blah. But it's like this is the type <laughs> of situation that makes you realize like, mm -mm, no, yeah, yeah. you need to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Have you ever been in moments like that where you were just like, "Ooh, I, I don't got it. Let me let me get back on and replan, rebudget recalculate my finances all throughout college mm -hmm. all throughout college like it's crazy that I'm talking about money now because I was broke up till now like I was literally like yeah. I don't know how I made it um we both went to an expensive university that was taking dimes and pennies and so now I I was scanned before I left New York so like I literally have gone through the whole motion of it um, but I always had the idea of how I, um, where I wanted to be. So it wasn't that I always had it or like, but I knew that I, once I, once I got it, <laughs> uh, uh, I told myself yeah. I'm never going to be that broke ever in my life. So yeah. it's like, if I have to finesse this and finesse that, it's not, I'm not going back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that mindset helped you while you were in, um, quarantine and all the things that happened throughout this year? Cause I feel like that's so the thing about like, me is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now nah, you go ahead. <laughs> the thing about me is I do not spend money. Like okay. imagine like when you're like freshman year of college, all I ate was peanut butter sandwich and ramen. Like that's a very like factual I could not. Oh, Lord. story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I moved off campus my second semester freshman mm -hmm. year. I was, I was making it work. You know, people were taking apples for me. So um, I've never been a big spender. And for yeah. me, um, quarantine kind of just was like, okay, there's nowhere else to go. So it's like mm -hmm. all the money that I would be spending to do this and that, um, it was kind of eliminated. Like I'm not going out to eat as much because yes, you can go out to eat. It's just not the same. And I do have my days where I'm like spending on, um, delivery services, but there's not, there's not as much opportunity to spend money. So it's yeah. just like, I might as well keep it. Might as well invest yeah. it. Yeah, shoot, you better than me, man, because <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I need help. Retail therapy is a thing for me. Um, it's really interesting because I feel like just growing up, my relationship with money was very like weird, you know, because I grew up on the side where like my parents would 
keep every penny. You know what I'm saying? Like save every penny and we would never go out. We would never enjoy. We wouldn't do nothing. <laughs> That's not true. Mindset. That's not true. Yeah. No, there was a, there was a time where we would go out when I was younger, like we would go on vacation. We would do a lot of things, but once we got older, um, my parents bought a house. They started paying for like my high school was really expensive. I went to a private school, so they were paying for that, um, helping out with like college expenses as well. So we started dwindling on certain things. Like we stopped going on vacation. Um, you know, my parents were trying to pay off debt. <clears throat> I was taking on debt on my own. You know what I'm saying? So like money in my household like we stopped enjoying it. People were just working and it was just going to the bills. And I think that seeing that, right, living in that, um, I've always wanted to be in a place where like I just had bread to do things that I wanted to do. Like I was just so tired of like wanting to go out and not being able to or wanting to buy a shirt and not being able to. Um, wanting to buy shoes and not being able to like it was just such an annoying thing that I'm a grown man and I'm broke <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it was a lot so I think now that I have money you feel me it's nothing for me to just you know swipe throw the money out like because now I have it now I can finally buy the things that I want um, but I've been learning right I've been learning slowly but surely um, how to manage my money, how to take care of my expenses and stuff like that. And I think that like adulting and, and, and having bills will do that to you. <laughs> so the you same exact, lied. the same exact way how my parents was out here taking us on trips before, but once they started having more expenses, they was like, all right, wait, we're going to have to cut back on that. Um, so in that same exact fashion was how like, okay, now I got to start paying my own bills. All right, let me chill out on buying all these clothes like let me let me start investing let me start listening to this never broke podcast <laughs> and get my money nice plug nice plug look we gotta plug it in um it's so crazy not to cut you off but i grew good. up in a similar um in a similar environment like mm-hmm. we didn't spend a lot of money growing up um and i don't really remember vacation so it's interesting that like you're on the opposite side of like you witness like the scarcity aspect of it and you went to like spending and I witnessed it and it's like, okay, I don't got to spend money to have fun. Like we're going <laughs> right, to make it work. Yeah. So it's interesting that like, you know, two people can have similar yeah. experiences with have different takeaways from it. That's real. I mean, do you still feel like you had fun when you guys didn't have money? Cause on my side, we ain't have no fun. Like we was just broke and we just wasn't doing nothing fun at all. And the crazy thing is I was around all these, you know, all my friends, had a little bit of money their parents were well off so i'm like y'all trying to be like these guys so i i don't i don't i'm it sounds weird but i don't remember like mm-hmm. i've been someone who's always been working and i put myself in positions yeah. where other people kind of had to pay for things for me like mm-hmm. so like i enjoyed my youth yeah. um, i traveled but it's because of like the organizations i joined so it wasn't necessarily okay. um because of the environment I was in, but because I was like in key club in this, in yeah. this, that I was like, got to travel for free. So it's like, it wasn't, I always figured a way to create an opportunity when there yeah. wasn't one, because it's like, okay, we don't have 3000 to drop on this trip, but they can sponsor me. So let yeah. me, let finesse. me finesse. That's finesse. So okay. That's how we got to do it, man. That's how we make the bread. We got to finesse. Wow. Man. That's the one thing I learned from SJU. Yep. Finesse everything. <laughs> get free shirts, finesse get a free meal. Every 
Everything. Free meal. Yep. Oh my gosh. Free All swipes. That. Yep, exactly. Exactly. For real, for real. Um, so I think during this time, especially like you said, we've been having a lot of alone time to think about our life, to think about our plans. Um, for you, where do you think, what are your plans for the future? Like, what do you feel like? Let me rephrase this question. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying that the pandemic, like we said earlier before, has been like really crazy for a lot of people. A lot of people has lost lives. A lot of people have lost their jobs. And I think that in witnessing all that, we realize how short life is, right? We realize that like, we don't got much time on this earth. Um, or have you thought about that during your time in quarantine? And if so, have you thought about like, what are the things that you're going to be leaving behind? If there's anything you would like to leave behind. Um, I think, well, the, I hope that's the not answer a very is yes, I thought thought. about it. No, it's not a depressing thought. I thought about it. Uh, I've thought about legacy. I've thought about all of that heavily. I've even talked, um, thought about having a family vision plan. That's like a whole nother another episode but in terms of um what I want to leave behind I think that this season has brought me more clarity on my purpose um and I think it ties into the finance into career development into overall like helping people become better people I don't know how that sounds but really helping people improve on their life and that's what stillness has given me right it's given me an opportunity to see that this is where my strength lies. And this is something I've been doing throughout my life, um, but haven't been able to um, pinpoint it because of all the distractions. So it's like, I'm focusing more on that aspect. That's why Mm -hmm. like certain things I hold near and dear to me, um, like this podcast. And it's like, I, I, I like to move things that scare me, but it's also like being in, like when you're scared, it's hard to also function. Like, yeah. yes, I'm moving towards it, but this is a very scary thing for me. Right. So um, in terms of what I want to leave behind, um, there's this, I have like things all over my walls. If you can mm-hmm. see it, um, I definitely want to help people start their businesses. I want to create millionaires within my lifetime. Um, I want to just see people thrive. Like I'm, yeah. I'm done with the whole survival thing. I want to see people yeah. thriving and living. Yeah. So one of the things my cousin and I talk about is we didn't come to this world to suffer and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to suffer. So I don't want to see the people I care about or just the people around me suffer as well. So yeah. yeah, that's real. Why is that important to you? Why is that like your burning passion? Like, why do you want to achieve that? I. I, or why is it important to give back to you? I, okay, okay. I'm like, I can't speak to the why. It's just <laughs> on me. Um, uh, it's important to give back because I believe in community. I believe okay. that um, if you operate in isolation, you'll never achieve anything. Well, yeah. let me not say you won't achieve anything, but it's like, what good is it if you have the world, right? Not lose yourself. We're not using that quote. But what mm-hmm. good is it if you have the world, but everyone around you is starving? like what what good does that do like that's um, real so to me it's about creating systems and foundations where everyone is like really enjoying life like i don't it doesn't sit right with me that people um can't can't do the basic things right and it's like if you think about i don't know it's just something i've always cared about i've always cared about 
seeing people in a better position. It doesn't sit well with me that like some kids don't have food to eat and it doesn't yeah. sit well with me that's like families can't really do much and it's like you, you're just in that environment yeah. and you feel helpless yeah and that sucks like that yeah. really doesn't feel good yeah it's terrible and even like having experienced it to a degree you know what I'm saying like makes you mm-hmm. really want to give back even more um I had a discussion um over quarantine like like we said a lot has happened um you can't forget <laughs> the riots and the protests that were going on way back. So when all of that was happening, I had a very vulnerable discussion with, um, with some people at my church and we had a discussion, we were talking and I was telling them how like, um, for y'all, it's easy for you guys to like, just turn off the screen and not have to look at this, right. Not have to look at what's going on with our people. But for me, I've always lived in the middle, right? Middle of two sides. Like I always, like I went to schools where I saw my friends um, who weren't as well off, who were struggling what they had to go through. Um, And then I also saw the other side where some of my rich friends were out here enjoying themselves. And then I was here in the middle where we wasn't, you know, we wasn't rich, but we wasn't really too poor either. But we struggled, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like as a as a person of color, we have to walk through that all the time. Like these are experiences that we we all know somebody who struggled, right? We all know somebody who might have got killed, you know, by by whoever. Like we all know these these experiences of trauma. And I think that like it's hard to not want to put on for your people, right? It's not it's hard to not want to give back when you've seen so much suffering in your life. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, for real, for real, for real. For real. <laughs> it was a it was a it was a heavy conversation. It was a very heavy conversation because like I said, it's easy for certain groups of people to just turn off the TV screen, right? Go get their mocha mocha latte, right? And just and just carry on their day. Um for us, we need I don't know, for us, we see so much trauma that we need things such as like hashtags, such as like black boy joy or black girl magic, or like we need things to uplift us and remind us that like, okay, there's, there's good happening to people around us. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's tough because when, when I think about finances and when I think about money, there was nobody that looked like me to teach me. (laughs) There was no one. And even as recently as I'm trying to learn how to do stocks, how to get into the stock market. Um, every video that I watch on YouTube <laughs> is a white guy. man, right? It's a white <laughs> man. I work at finance. That's the reality, and oh it's God. changing slowly, but it's still like, okay, this yeah. is y'all. Yeah, like, can we can we switch it up? Can we switch it up for real? And how is it? How is it navigating through that? Like being in the workspace. Obviously, I don't want you to say nothing that's going to get you fired, but <laughs> look. Oh, y'all can't see my face, but. <laughs> well, I'm going to blur it out. <laughs> no, but um, how was it navigating, like being a a Black woman who is in finance, who is having these financial discussions? Like, how did you feel being, I'm assuming, the only person at the table or one of very few? So. I found a picture of me and I'm going to reference like my history, but I found a picture of me at Key Club. I don't know if you guys know what Key Club is, but it's an international organization focused on volunteering and 
pretty much helping people. And I was essentially one of the only black people in a, oh my gosh, I want to show you this picture. I was the only black person in a room full of um, Caucasian or however you want to see it. Like if you see the picture, like you yeah. could probably barely see me. Yeah. So I've been in these spaces just because of my experience that already been in these spaces um in terms of how i carry myself and works i'm more quiet than i am in how i would Mm. if i was elsewhere right i play more of a a fly on the wall um than anything i'm not as and it's it's not it's i don't even i'm just sitting and watching it's just so much to process um and i try to be as helpful and the people of color um at my job also have discussions like we also like you know they have ebrgs employee resource group back um honestly i don't know if it's, i just sit there in a weird way it's like not that i'm not yeah. being productive but there's a lot to bear when you're one of the only people in, mm-hmm. the, in the room and it's like i'm not as aggressive as i normally would be it's just yeah. a okay i'm like digesting everything that's because mm-hmm. as i'm learning things it's like okay this is like a lot like this is a lot yeah. so i usually am like sitting i try to well i'm trying and that's probably like one of my goals moving into the new year to be more like um aggressive about my career path because mm-hmm. one thing i've learned is that if you're not intentional about your career path um decisions will be made for you or no decisions will be made for you and you'll just be in the same spot and for me that doesn't work so it's like talking to the right people reaching out to the right people and really getting the conversation started um and not being so passive about my career path yeah so i don't know if that answers any other questions i'm just i'm just there (laughs) i'm just like yeah okay Mm -hmm. um this is this is different yeah. Do you wish there were more people of color around you or does that not bother you? I definitely wish there were more like black people, <laughs> specifically black people, um, not to like shade Hispanics or anything. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more black people um, surrounded by me, but I'm also in um, like working virtually. It's like, OK, whatever. Right. Because it's not like I'm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, eh, whatever. I don't see. You know, you see my black face, you see one black dude and it's like, all right, whatever. There's that's. Um, it is what it is right now, but my company, like most companies are trying because of all the riots and things going on. Um, my problem with most of these initiatives is that it feels like a show. It feels Mm. like we're doing this because, uh, pressure's on us. I mean, look, if it gets it done, but it's also like, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't, I don't believe like forced interactions are bad. Mm-hmm. like i don't think people it's like uh, you don't want me to be here. i don't want to be here we're just yeah, here yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah we hate the token you know symbol token black person in the office yeah man. that's mm-mm. yeah and that's that's yeah. a big thing people especially really when they be talking about stuff they don't i don't know like some <laughs> of the shows they reference that's the one time I'm just like, okay, like I don't watch this show. I'm right. not a sports person. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to watch sports to create a conversation with you because I don't yeah. care. So it's like, well, all right, let me just mind my business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For real. It really be like that, man. It really be like that. But I really liked what you said about how 
you were just a fly on the wall. And I think that sometimes as people of color, that's what we can be in some of these spaces. Sometimes that that's, it's okay to be that, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to just sit back and just absorb and just learn and just take in. Um, I think that's kind of sort of how I operated as well in my new workspace. So working for where I work at, I can't, you know, sit here and tell y'all where I work at. It's top secret. <laughs> it's not really top secret. I just rather not. I, working. Shoot, I don't blame you. Right. HR is real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for real. But working, but I work in the healthcare industry. So working in, in healthcare, um, it's very hard to find people who look at you in these spaces. And the conversations that I have with my colleagues are very different than what I would have with my friends, for example. Um, a lot of my colleagues are talking about stocks. They're talking about different things that are happening within the government. They're talking about um, health and all these new technologies that are coming out. And I'm like, yo, what? This is, I never heard about this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting here and I'm just absorbing all of this knowledge that these people are putting on to me. I had this one colleague, this man was in his 60s, maybe 70s. Um, he would put me on to so much game about like the stock market, teaching me about ETFs, teaching me about bonds, teaching me about different ways to invest. And these are conversations I would not normally have within my circle or within um, mm-hmm. conversations I wouldn't have with people that look like me, right? And that's a, yeah. that's a shame. That's a shame. And I think that we need more environments where we can have discussions like this about finances, about our money situation and about how to increase our finances, because that's, that's something that's lacking within our community. Um, it's easy to talk about, you know, and this is no shake to anybody, but it's easy to talk about entertainment. It's easy to talk about um, what this person doing, what that person doing. Everything else. Everything else. But but what's really important, you know, so it's, it's yeah, it's two different worlds between like the corporate world and then you just being in your own space, just your chilling. own black space, yeah. just chilling. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about those discussions not being taken place in our communities? So I'm privileged to actually have those discussions. That's good. Um, Just because like I studied business, I'm always surrounded by business minded people. And what I've learned is um, I I always say that I hate business people because we're so like the way our minds work is like, so like I constantly have these conversations with people, whether they're black, white, whoever, like whoever's one, whoever wants to listen to me talk about money. And then you talk about outlook. I'll listen. You want to put me on a game? So um, I'm actually privileged to have that within my um, circle. Like somebody just put me onto another stock that I was like, I got to read into this. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's intentional. So like because I'm somebody who talks about money, um, talks about finance, uh, I think I kind of attract other people who want to talk yeah. about finance as well. Um, so I guess for me, I'm in a little bit of a different um, position. It's not like I'm talking about finance with all my friends, um, but you have to think that like finance is a very the topic of money is sensitive. Yeah, um, especially if you don't have any. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So it, it creates a situation where it's like you like people feel bad, and it's like you shouldn't feel bad for not having money, um, especially if it's like a product of the environment or systems in place. Like I don't think I'm. There's a book that I'm about to read this upcoming season called um, "The Color of Law," and I think anyone um, who anyone and everyone should read it because it, mm. um, the premise of it talks about how redlining where 
sex and all this other stuff that systematically have created households where black people are um have a overall less wealth than white people so that's the overall thing so i think that because we don't openly have these discussions about stocks or finances it has more power uh somebody told me it's a quote it's like what's in the dark if you let something like fester in the dark it has more control than if you're like talking about it in the light Mm -hmm. i don't remember the quote exactly but it's like because we're all like very secretive about it because we're in a space where we refuse to like acknowledge what yeah. is and what can be, it it holds more power than it should. Like if yeah. somebody was like, "Look, I don't got it," <laughs> like you don't have it. Like, well, what mm-hmm. am I to say? Because you don't have it, and it's like these whole. That's why people swipe their credit card to go out. It's like if you didn't have the fifty dollars to go to brunch, just sit home. Like, yeah. but it's like we don't have those discussions. Or you could have created an environment where you had brunch at home. But because we're not constantly talking about money in a where in a place where people feel comfortable and safe, it's just gonna be something that continues to hold power over a lot of yeah. people that when it shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But I definitely also think that there is change happening as well. I think there is Oh, I agree. Yeah. There's a large community of of people, you know, who are Coming more financially literate, who are taking initiatives to uh, start saving more, start investing more, um, so on and so forth. And even people our age, like young people like us, are really like trying, you know, like they're really out here, like trying to get it, trying to get into stocks, trying to get into, you know, all these different markets. And everyone is talking about now, everyone now is talking about um, having multiple streams of income and stuff like that. So these are the discussions that are happening all around. And I think that all of these discussions overall impact our legacy, impact what we're going to have for the future. You know, when we think about wealth in our respective communities, whether white or black, um, wealth, for example, in white communities is usually passed down from generation to generation. But if we have systems in place, like you mentioned, that keep us from generating wealth, we won't be able to have anything to give back, you know, but thankfully we got people like you who are, you know, doing the work, who are teaching people how to go out and get it so that in the future they can have some wealth to be able to pass down. Right. So when I think about wealth, I think about wealth can be defined in many different terms. It doesn't necessarily have to be just financial wealth. It could be, emotional wealth or spiritual wealth or whatever it might be other than money what other facets of wealth do you want to pass down to the generations that come after you wow that's gonna wow uh what other forms of wealth besides money um knowledge i think that's more that's a word that's some yeah i think that's probably the most important thing that i can um, passed down so I think okay so I don't want to like they'll take too much of a deviation but hey, one of the things that <laughs> one of the things that creates strong foundation is understanding where you come from mm-hmm. and where you want to go so if I can educate the next generation on my family history um what my parents did, what their parents did, um, and just give them a strong foundation of self. I think that, you know, that's a big accomplishment on itself. Instead of starting from zero and being 
if like it's so weird being in your 20s because you get exposed to so many things you've never been exposed to and you have to kind of like decide what you want to take on for yourself so i think having a strong foundation of self um kind of like speeds the process and helps you like "Mm, that's bs i don't you know like helps you navigate through that quicker than you know not having a strong foundation and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out like do i think do i agree with that do Mm -hmm. i you know so um knowledge and a value system just you know history yeah that's yo you hit it right on the on the, the nail man that's good that's really good it's really important to have knowledge itself. And I really like how you said that because if you don't have knowledge itself, you're bound to just try anything and do anything and do whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to money, you willing to do whatever. If you don't got no, you know, no sense of self, you do, you're willing to do whatever for the, for the dough. Um, and it's while, never that serious. Sorry. <laughs> it's never that serious for real, but there's some people who would go lengths to go out and do things because they don't know themselves because they don't have value systems as you described as well. Um, and it's really important to have that because there's not one way of making money. Right. And I think a lot of the times people think there's only one way to make money. You got to do this. You got to do that. But it's like, no, you can make money just being yourself. You really don't got to do a lot. Like be yourself, stay in your own lane. You can stack that bread. There's always a a market for everybody. Right. Um, Even you talking about your yarn business. Like there's a lot of people who are into that, who are into crochet, who are into all of these different things. And if you weren't solid in who you were, you'd be like, oh, that's stupid. And nobody's doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be like, oh, nobody's thinking about that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make something else, you know, but when you have the knowledge yourself, you can really be like, okay, wait, this is what I like. And this is what I want to invest in. And I'm not going to hear any external noises. I'm going to just go for this. And hopefully it turns out well, right. Um, not everybody's going to be an investor. That's, that's not for everybody. Some people may start businesses. Some people may just save money on the side. Um, and I think that that's a really important point that you brought up that like knowing yourself and knowing how you want to move and how you want to like navigate is, is a great way to like leave a legacy behind because knowledge itself is really important, man. It's, it's really important. So thank you for That's saying cool. that. Shoot, man. I feel like I have to answer this question now. <laughs> I don't even remember what I asked. <laughs> oh, what am I we leaving talked behind? About besides, yeah, yeah. Besides money. Yeah, besides money, what what would I like to leave behind? Um, what other piece of wealth? Man, you just, like I said, you just hit it on the nail. I think that's the same <laughs> thing I would say is knowledge, like knowledge itself, like the value system, like it's, it's super important. It's really important because in as much as I, I want to be a man who is financially stable and a good steward over like the blessings that God has given me, I also want to be a person of value, right? A person of integrity, um, because it's easy to just be money hungry and take advantage of everybody around you. Right. But I want to be a person who is kind, who is humble, who gives back. Um, and a lot of times that's not the discussions we have when we're talking about money. We just talk about, you know, being flashy, right. Secure the bag. (laughs) I did my thing, but nobody really talks about being 
um, a good person, giving back, helping build systems for people to make money. You know, um, you teach, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, right? You teach a man how to fish and then he eats for a lifetime. Is that, is that mentality like that I want to be able to do, or I want to be able to have, and I want to be able to pass that on to my children is that value system of giving back, of being charitable, of being humble, even if we're in a good place, you're not better off than this man on the street. Like treat him with respect. You know what I'm saying? Like it could literally, mm-hmm. it literally takes a moment and you could be in his shoes, right? Or vice versa. Right. It could take a moment. He could be in your shoes. Like, so we're all the same. We're all equal. And yeah, that's something I'm really like passionate about when it comes to like, whenever I talk about money, because I think it's very easy to just get materialistic and become very selfish when it comes to like, talking about our funds but how are we going to give back how are we going to act once we get the money how are we going to pass this knowledge and this value system down from generation to generation because we now bringing on no trauma you know <laughs> into our lives we're not bringing no negativity into into the future generations to come on it. you know what i'm saying like my last name is going to be yeah. one of integrity let's just say that okay Yes, ma'am. And that's the legacy that I want to leave behind. Um, I think that is a great place to end. What you think? Shoot. Unless you want to talk more. I'm I know you chatter. got gems. I have more. You got gems. <laughs> I'm a chatter. It's all up to you. It's your podcast. You got gems. Um, okay, let's do this. What piece of advice are you going to leave for the people in terms of thinking about their legacy, in terms of thinking about their financial future? Especially in a time oh. like this. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, take I'm your going time. To you got the floor. This is yours. This is your <laughs> show now. I'm backing up. I'll leave two advice, um, especially in a time like this. Uh, I would leave the advice of developing a family vision. Um, mm. Whether you, your family's... I got you. I got okay. you. So whether your family is you and your mother or as a family of two or you're a family by yourself, um, a family vision is essentially your mission statement for your family. Um, so like the same way companies have like their vision, mission and whatever, whatever. Um, this is something I've been trying to like talk to my family about, but essentially what your family stands for, mm. what your value system is. So like you said, integrity, uh, philanthropy, whatever, um, what cause you want to support in your life. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm trying to, I like my three causes that I want to support in life is um, childhood education, especially women poverty um homelessness um and i don't remember the third one so it's okay so like developing essentially a mission statement for yourself or your family as to how you want to move about like write it down like these are my values sets of values integrity uh um not lying uh I don't know, whatever, I can't think of value systems right now, Uh, giving back, whatever your value is. And then in my life, I want to do this, right? And that's going to help you accomplish your your legacy because if your mission in life is to help feed people, you're going to figure out ways to constantly feed people, whether it's with food or feed their spirit or feed their soul. So um, that's the first advice. Um, And the second one is... um, don't be afraid to talk about money. Mm-hmm. Money in itself is simply a tool. Yeah. Um, 
and you give it the power right and and what like people talk about money is evil and like these are emotions you feel about money but money in itself right money itself is just a tool right it's a medium of exchange that allows you to I want a shirt. I can give you money for a shirt or I need, mm-hmm. you know, you're exchanging your time for money. But instead of looking at money as something that's terrible or good, look at it as a tool. Like it's a tool yeah. to help you achieve those yeah. things in life that you want to achieve. And if you start looking at it like that, um, discussing money won't be enough. It's like, how do you use a hammer? Like if you never mm-hmm. use a hammer before you ask somebody, you know, what do I do? How do I hold it? So you yeah. think about it more of, of a tool in your life versus something that truly controls it. So yeah. those are my two little nuggets. Bars. Bars. <laughs> you just gave us some knowledge. Wow, 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 wow. Ah, we have a very wise woman over here, y'all. She knows a lot. Listen to her. Listen to the Never Broke podcast because these gems are in every episode. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all for real. Do I have two words for the viewers? I know you do. Uh, Give him a little something. I have two words. All right. It's time. It's time to get my preacher voice on. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what are my two words? My my two words of advice would be um I think what we were talking about before, just know yourself, know your value system, um, know who you are, know where yeah. you come from. Um because what is the saying? What what would they be saying about money? Money doesn't make you more of I don't know what it says. It like amplifies, yeah, who you already, who you already are. Right? are yeah. yeah, there you go. Money amplifies who you already are. And I think that when you have a solid value system, one of love, one of integrity, one of compassion, um, I think that can bring about a lot of really great fruits where you're not only building wealth for yourself. And I think that this is something that we have to talk about too, is just how um, money can't just stay in one place. It has to. Group economics. There you go. Group economics. <laughs> talking about it and bringing it up. But for us as a people to come up, we can't just be hoarding money into our own community. We got to allow it to spread. We got to allow it to multiply. We got to put it into different people that look like us, invest into different people who, who look like us, who are starting different initiatives um so on and so forth um and i think these are the things that we need to start thinking about like a lot of the times when we talk about money we talk about just personal finance but we don't talk about family mission that you were talking about right family vision family family mission. vision okay. mission you get the concept all of that <laughs> yes um we're not thinking about a family vision we're not thinking about um what we want to leave behind what the new the next generation is going to um, to take on from us. These are the things that like our ancestors were thinking about and they had to, right? They, they didn't see the fruits of their labor, but they knew that their children were going to see it. They knew that future generations after them would be able to see it because of the, the fight that they embarked on. And I think we have to get away from this individual mindset and start thinking about a broader picture, a bigger coalition, a bigger movement that is beyond than just our bubble. Um, because if we just think for ourselves, um, the community around us will never grow, right? And our people will always grow up, like how we described earlier in the podcast, in the middle. Our people will always see 
will always be, you may be the richest person alive, right? But you always going to be a black man who, who knows somebody else who was struggling because we didn't take the time out to build as a community. We only took the time out to build ourselves and not the people around us. So if we want to live in a community where we can see people who look like us, who are at the top, who aren't struggling all the time, like that requires us to be able to give, to be kinder, to be more loving, to be more empathetic. Um, so really take that into consideration. Um, and knowledge, like we said, knowledge yourself, knowing who you are, knowing your values. That's that's all I got. I'm honestly taking stuff from you and giving and just spitting it back out. It's you, okay. It's yeah, okay. Man. So thank you so much, Esther, for joining us on the podcast today. Um, like I said before, uh, you are a phenomenal guest. You always have great knowledge to give to the people. Um, honestly, your podcast has been a blessing um, during a time where I'm figuring adulting out, right? A time where a lot of people are figuring out their life in the middle of a pandemic, right? I think your podcast has been a breath of fresh, fresh air because um I realize that I'm not the only one who's going through it, right? I'm not the only one who's thinking about these things and there's a resource that can help us. So check out the Never Broke podcast. Um, You guys will love it. Um, But yeah, that's all for me. Any final words, Esther? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bird will be thinking. Oh my gosh. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on Bird will be thinking. And thank you for thinking it through. Hi, y'all. Have a good night.